Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, uh, chat. Super chat's already rolling in. Thank you very much. Remember, we read those out from the halfway point. Welcome to Slightly Something Else. I'm Yasser Kroshaw. I'm joined by Marty Sleever, as always. Hello, everybody. And the topic du jour, mm-hmm. in light of the recent announcements relating to the franchise at the recent Ubisoft Forward event, Assassin's Creed. Where the hell yeah. is it? What the hell is it doing? How the hell could it ever be good again? <laughs> that is that is what we're going to try to get to. And everyone is like, we know in the first five minutes they're going to agree that the franchise is dead and then go on to something else. But maybe you'll be surprised. Or well, maybe that's exactly what will happen. <laughs> pretty fucking active for a dead franchise it's not that the uh, franchise it is. is it's not that the franchise is dead for me it's no, that the franchise from... has no identity yeah it's not dead it's just lifeless big yeah, difference there you go um so yeah i watched i, I watched the forward over the weekend I'm, oh I'm good because i didn't did not. Heard, okay so well <laughs> i've heard vague things about what's been announced i might have like amended the text of my next extra punctuation after i heard a couple of vague things okay excellent um uh, what did you you go through all the uh, announcements okay because there are a lot of them uh so coming up first uh next year we're getting a new assassin's creed game which they said is sort of um um being pared back and going to feel like early assassin's creed in that we're playing an assassin with a blade and we're actually going to be be stabbing people and it seems like it will be much less of an rpg and this one's called assassin's creed mirage yes uh, you're playing as uh basim who was a character in ac valhalla this is a prequel to that and it's set in baghdad oh, nice. in uh 1860 so baghdad you're an assassin 18, 1860 no 860 sorry yes, i that added a one more, right baghdad in 1860 would be during the height of the ottoman empire <laughs> yeah what's going on there let's see how that is actually there um, was a wasn't there an assassin's creed chronicles game that was set in like 19th century india there was yeah that was the only one and then uh there was one set in china and one set in russia i believe those yeah, were the there, three um yeah there are precious few historical settings assassin's creed hasn't died with at least precious few fun ones exactly exactly so um which getting to in a moment so yeah mirage set for uh next year that is the the next proper assassin's creed game although they've also said they're finishing off ac valhalla with a final dlc called the last chapter which first off that's a great name for the last chapter and second off i can't believe that game is still getting stuff this many years afterwards um, well, you know, I don't know who is still playing it or who thought the game wasn't big enough that they needed more because to me that game was way too big. Well, you know, live service culture, you have to continue playing the same shit always. Yep. Just keep fattening up those pigs. Nice. Um so but that being said, uh Mirage sounds like it is is pairing back to Again, they haven't confirmed anything, but it sounds like it's going to be far less of the sort of RPG, you know, open yes, RPG. Yes. Below. Yes. Yes, I heard they were going to say back to basics but uh yes even like early good assassin's creed was kind of bloated i mean yeah uh, i mean anything after ac1 felt ac1 um 
had its issues. I think AC2 was where the franchise came into its own, but AC1 mm-hmm. had a, quite a few problems. Yeah. I think I mean, the, felt one, like- the issue that stands out for me in Assassin's Creed 1 is that it's a very, very sexless game. It's a very unsexy game. Mm-hmm. In that, I mean, it uh, feels like a prototype right yeah like it feels like yeah. the the building blocks or just like it's just a skeleton and they're gonna in, put the flesh every, on it later in every level you literally play as a character who's a member of a you know a brainwashing cult mm-hmm. and the even even for a member of a brainwashing cult the main character is sort of an emotional flatline yeah and uh the gameplay is also very sexist and that is very very repetitive you go mm-hmm. to these like samey very sort of washed out middle eastern medieval cities you do the same like side activity over and over again going through the same motions each time even like the assassinations feel a little bit you know lacking the necessary enthusiasm yeah i mean a lot of them boil down to walking up to someone when they didn't realize it and stabbing them or jumping from a rooftop and stabbing them uh that kind of thing and then it does feel like once they 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 sort of got that framework down and then in the the Ezio trilogy of ac2 was an absolutely sexy game yes it has it had a main character who fucked importantly he did he did fuck he was very he was like one of our first himbos i think it was a very early himbo in gaming and you got to see Ezio literally from the moment of his birth throughout the entirety of his life Mm -hmm. you get to see like him as a first player as him as a hot-headed teenager with actual passion and feeling and you know there's a inciting incident that gets you really invested in his struggle his family is murdered it's it's there's a bit where a dude goes it's a me mario it's a very yeah. sexy game <laughs> a remarkably sexy and sort of camp in in tone compared to assassin's yeah. creed yeah with everyone in yeah. the, these really exaggerated italian accents and Ezio is one of those characters like you said you you we start with him literally from birth and yeah. then if you play the trilogy, we go with him to yeah. he's an old man and to death, well, which is yeah, like really yeah. interesting that you don't, very few games do that. It's almost like following like Batman's arc and having like a game where you're Bruce Wayne, a game where you're Batman, and then a game where you're like um, Frank Miller's Batman. Yeah. Just saying yeah. the shit. Yeah. And, you um, know, but it's almost like they blew their load with, with the, Ezio, the Ezio trilogy. Because yeah. Then it, on, it feels like, Every Assassin's Creed protagonist is either dull as Ditchwater or just mm-hmm. trying to be Ezio again. But with none of yeah. the growth, none of the like entire character arc seen from the beginning. And they they sort of, you know, by having the main hook, which was really interesting at the time of this, ooh, what is the animus? Part of this game takes place in a near future. Like, what's the deal with this? Who's this Abstergo Corporation? Mm. What started off as a neat, uh, like a neat hook ended up becoming like, the bane of the series because like every time a game comes out you're kind of just like really do i have to like do we how much of this shit do we need can we just have a game that's with pirates or just have a game that's in um you you know following jack the ripper in 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 victorian london well if you do that you have to raise the question of what assassin's creed is ultimately about yeah that's and then we get to like my point that assassin's creed has no real identity anymore i mean for a while um, the whole, as you say, it was all centered around the struggle between the Assassin Order and the Templars in the form mm-hmm. of the Abstergo Corporation in the modern day. And, uh, you know, the Assassins had a creed, hence the title. Nothing mm-hmm. is true, everything is forbidden, which were like was uh, a matter of, you know, debate throughout the course of the series as to what that whole creed actually meant and the intention of it. Uh, the point was that uh, the Order of Assassins had grown up out of the Hashashin Order in mm-hmm. ancient Persia, you know, medieval 
Persia, rather. And uh, it was everything sort of grew out of that. And it was all leading up to like this big, colossal, like cosmic uh, uh, disaster in the future that was prophesied and that the main character in the future, Desmond Miles, had to avert. But then... Uh, I, I guess I want to say after, like, they kept going after Desmond Miles was was killed off at the end of Assassin's Creed Three was where it sort yeah. of went off the rails. I mean, Assassin's Creed yeah. Four was good, but it was good because of the pirate ship stuff, not because of it any. Was good of the because Assassin's it was a pirate Creed game. Yeah. exactly, exactly, and that's sort of where I think a lot of the franchise has, like, the the good ones from the bad ones have been, like, well, how interesting is what we're doing in this time period. So like the golden age of piracy, very interesting. Um, I thought uh, uh, Bayek in, in uh, ancient Egypt, I thought very interesting, but something like the the French revolution, which could be a, a, a very interesting playground, ended up being marred by their sort of half-baked necessity of like multiplayer having like everything's yeah, co-op. Yeah. And it felt like a big swing that just did not pay off. And, I always um, feel like Unity was the last time they were doing something genuinely interesting with the story, because the whole story of Unity is a sort of star-crossed lovers thing, mm -hmm. where the main character is with the assassins, and uh, his like uh, love interest is with the Templars. And it was sort of exploring the notion for the first time that maybe the two groups aren't so different. Yeah, yeah, and that the, the who you think are the good guys might not necessarily be great, and who you think are the villains might not necessarily be all that bad. But um, then from that point on, I want to say the whole ass <coughs> Assassins versus Templars thing was basically just goodies versus baddies. Even yeah. more so when they went to eras of history that predated the Hashashin Order, where so mm -hmm. they couldn't call themselves assassins, they were just, we're the goodies and they're the baddies. And yeah. And everyone who's, and, who does bad things is on, is with the baddies. Yeah, and then from a design perspective, you know, starting with with Origins and then going into Odyssey and Valhalla, it it felt very clear that they saw the success of Witcher Three, and yeah. the higher ups pointed at it and said, "That's what we want." And everyone's like, "Well, that's not what our game has been." It's like, "No, that's what we need. We need a, a hundred hour open world action RPG with numbers and loot and colors." Yeah, I with played that loot. I played Origins, I jumped off the battlements and stabbed an enemy in the neck, and he didn't die, because yeah. the level wasn't high enough. And that's what yeah, I it wasn't. Felt. We are it lost. wasn't a level 2 neck stab, that was your problem. We have lost our fucking way. But it's not like Assassin's Creed ever had like a claim on a very specific gameplay style. Because their whole like model of sandbox was sort of like uh, the original Jiminy Cockthroat, which now most open world games are in the AAA space. I remember saying, if Ghost of Tsushima had called itself Assassin's Creed Samurai, I wouldn't have questioned it at all. Because it's turned into generic open world gameplay and generic goodies yeah. versus baddies plots. So I mean, where's, where's the I identity now? I would say, arguably, and this isn't a, a good thing or a bad thing, I would just say, in my mind, it was... Assassin's Creed, maybe just the franchise as a whole, is like the defining franchise of that generation, of like the PS3, 360 generation, when when we started to get these glut of yeah. open world games that very much followed the Ubisoft formula. Yeah, I'd say it's and more a that, Ubisoft than an Assassin's Creed thing. Yeah. I want to say... Yeah, like, I mean, it's a, it's a marriage between that and Far Cry, right? Yeah, I think Far Cry 3 was one of the first examples of, you know, the standard Ubisoft sandbox or what they yeah. became later yeah that everyone seemed to is now tracing in their open world games because it's like well this is just what an open world game is so let's just yeah. do this 
Um, funny that you mentioned uh, Ghost of Tsushima earlier because one of the other games they announced uh, their next big, which it sounds like this will if if Mirage is going to be pairing it back to original Assassin's Creed. This um, you is know, I'll leave that when I see it. Yeah, oh, so will I. Yeah, um, this will be continuing the big, massive open world action RPG thing is called uh, Assassin's Creed Red and is sent in feudal uh, set in feudal Japan. Um, so all we right. got from it was like a very short teaser and and uh, sort of just like you know, um, not even concept art, but uh, uh, just the, the the logo art. Um, and very much seems like all right, it's it's like seems like you might be playing as like a, a, a shinobi or something. Uh, I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but um, seems well, like on, it will. Hang on, hang on a minute. What uh, what happened to Assassin's Creed Infinity? Okay. So we're gonna get there because Assassin's Creed Infinity is, uh, is is a platform. It is not a game. Yeah, I heard about that. Assassin's Creed Infinity was gonna be the live service version of Assassin's Creed, and I remember thinking, <laughs> yeah, the fact that they just freely admit that these days is one of the most depressing things about modern gaming. No, oh, it's. I, I, again, they haven't gone into specifics, and part of me wonders if they don't even know what this thing's going to be yet. Because if you remember, Ubisoft w was early on to be like, we're going to do blockchain NFT stuff, and then it massively <laughs> backfired, yeah, and now they yeah. are not talking about that whatsoever. So I have a feeling this, whatever Infinity is, may have been retooled. And it sounds yeah. like it's just going to be like... Uh, ultimately an annoying thing where if you want to play an Assassin's Creed game, you need to load Infinity first, and then from Infinity, oh, walk over man. to your Animus with Assassin's Creed Red, and then play that. Um, so from the sounds of it, Assassin's Creed colon Infinity would be better titled Assassin's Creed colon What the Fuck Do You People Want? <laughs> Please just tell us. We need you. Please tell yeah. us. Um, yeah, because they've also, they have mentioned, without announcing a specific game, they said they're working on something to bring back the traditional multiplayer of Assassin's Creed, which I guess would be sort of the... What? Um, the stuff we've talked about is neat. Like, we, we've yeah. said that how we liked the sort of... Uh, What's traditional multiplayer of Assassin's Creed? That was, wasn't in Assassin's Creed 1. Multiplayer came into Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and it was like yeah. a, a separate... Uh, mode. Sort of challenge mode, almost like spies versus mercs kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it was a separate PvP mode, and then the yeah. Assassin's Creed Unity tried bringing co-op stuff into the sandbox, and nobody liked it. Mm -hmm. Um, hey, but they're going back, and everyone's excited for that. So um, I, st I, I still don't know what they mean by back to basics, because as you say, like they're going to focus on like the core mechanics of stealth and assassination. But even the good game Assassin's Creed Two was very broad. Because they had like a multiple, you could do a whole bunch of stealth assassinations. You could also do open combat. You could also do race oh. missions and uh, collect the stuff missions. It was yeah, the there was plenty of side quests and yeah. feathers to find and upgrades to your hook arm and everything. And like um, a million different weapons. Yeah, yeah, that's when they really introduced like, oh, even if you fuck up your assassination, like normal combat is still a viable option. Um. So also housed within Infinity... Well, they also announced this thing called Assassin's Creed Jade, which is just going to be a mobile game set in ancient China, but like a oh, fully 3D Assassin's Creed, but well, who we're the fuck probably is. not going to talk about this. Um, but I would say arguably the thing that was most interesting, which... Um, and granted, like I think Red could be cool. I think a game set in feudal Japan that brings in some of the mythological stuff that they've like leaned heavily into in the well, yeah, like, the, Egyptian uh... games and the... And the uh, Valhalla, yeah. like fighting yokai and shit. That sounds kind of cool. Well, the whole there's always been like an undercurrent of sort of legendary, mythical, supernatural stuff in Assassin's Creed because of the whole you know 
those that came before, leaving their yeah, magic gods pieces and... of Eden around yeah. to make everyone do their bidding and shit. Yeah, but, uh, you know, whereas Tsushima, at least the single player, almost lean more into the realistic, whatever that means in terms of that game. Um, uh, like, if this was leaning more into mythological stuff, I think that could be cool. Uh, but the thing, the game that I think is most, most interesting, that we know very little about, uh, has been codenamed Assassin's Creed Hexa, H-E-X-E. -E. Um, and uh, they said it's being developed by Ubisoft Montreal and being led by Clint Hawking, who was uh, the lead on uh, Splinter Cell 2 and 3, as well as Far Cry 2, and most recently Watch Dogs 3. Yes, um, the one I worked on. The one you worked on, which um, I think the the idea of that be anyone in this game thing, I think is genuinely interesting. Like he does, like his his direction in the leap from Far Cry 1 to 2 is pretty huge. And some of the big swing ideas of Far Cry 2 are just batshit crazy, which I really like. Um, I just I just but, looked uh, up Hex, I just looked up Hexa. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it just means witch, and indeed, it just means witch. Hexen, as in Hexen Beyond Heretic mm -hmm. uh, is just the plural form of Hexa. There, so that's, maybe that's what just that, a Hexen game. That's what that meant all along, which is. Yeah, and so they showed the logo. It was like creepy sounds in a dark forest, and the sort of Assassin's Creed diamond logo was made of what looked like Blair Witch, you know, witchcraft sort of... Uh, 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 your spooky wind chimes. Uh, and then Bloomberg reported that it's going to be set during the late stages of the Holy Roman Empire in Central Europe and will seemingly be about, you know, witch hunts. Um, nothing whether you play as the witch hunter or hunty. Nothing is saying seen. my... Nothing you're saying is refuting my point that Assassin's Creed has no identity. Oh, I am not trying to argue that. Uh, Assassin's Creed is... I think by now they've sort of acknowledged that it is not a thing. It is a platform. It is... Let's go somewhere in history. Let's go somewhere neat in history. Well, what's, and have a what's even the there. point of what's even the point of putting the name on it anymore? Then it I has mean, sold. The franchise has sold two hundred million copies, more know, more than but, Zelda and Madden and Final Fantasy and Sonic. No one, so, I mean, I think I and I think other people just don't have, have just have nothing to go on when they say we're making an Assassin's Creed game. That could officially mean anything now. Uh, I don't agree with that i think uh i i think you're thinking about it from a more philosophical standpoint and i well, think that is the vast is majority point. of the 200 million people buying this game and that made valhalla the fastest selling game in the franchise aren't thinking about it they're saying oh look it's that series i know and they're taking me to a new big pretty place that i can well, play in, in my in new theory Xbox. in theory the point of a franchise is that you go to it when you want more of what you've enjoyed in the past from it well, mm -hmm. you know, people say, oh, there's a new Assassin's Creed game coming in. And you go, oh boy, I can't wait to play more of dot, dot, dot. I, I mean, mean I think you, the dot, dot, dot what is do you, what do you stabbing fill in people there? throughout history. Stabbing people throughout history? That's every game. That's, That's every, every game. game. <laughs> That's every games game takes us to a different place in history? Arguably. I mean, maybe every <laughs> fantasy game is set in, like, the distant past. Uh, yeah, back in Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings time. Yeah, there you go. Um... So, yeah, it, it seems like they're trying to have their cake and eat it, too, by, like you said earlier, if, if Infinity sounds like them screaming, what the hell do you guys want from us? Uh, Mirage is like, oh, some of you want uh, a pairing back to what it used to be. Here you go. And AC Red is, oh, you, you weebs love Japan and you love your big old RPGs. So here you go. And then the cynical people who are like, I want something new and spooky. 
they're like, here's Hexa by an interesting designer. This this might tickle your fancy. So and at the same words, time, they announced the Netflix series and mobile so in games other words, and documentary. In other words, they're spreading their resources as thin as possible to try to appeal to every imaginable audience, and no one thing is going to have enough focus to really provide anything anyone could get their teeth into, and it was ever thus. Uh... Mostly agree with that. I don't think Ubisoft has to worry has a resource problem because uh, going back to how I said Assassin's Creed felt like one of those definitive uh, defining games of an era, they also sort of brought to light the, okay, we're going to have a team of thousands that never stops because every time one time zone is done, they hand the baton off to the next time zone. And yes, that does ultimately, in my mind, make games that lack sort of a thumbprint identity to them. And I think once anything gets too big, it ultimately can't feel like, you know, the the indies, we talk about how much we like, whether it's, it's you know, Spirit Fair or Immortality or, you know, any of the indies you like this year, uh, you can feel that a small group of people in a room talked about this and this was their desired vision. Whereas Assassin's Creed, almost it feels like you know the MCU or Star Wars, where it's like yeah, it's not shit that anyone's making. It's not shit that anyone's making because they're passionate about it. Is what you're saying? It's not something think, that someone said. Yes, I got a big idea and I'm going to make it. It's just there because you know the big boys on high said there has to be more Assassin's Creed. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say the people aren't passionate. I, I would. I, I imagine the people are passionate about it. Like I imagine Clint Hawking is is able to uh, after his career is able to sort of make the games he wants to make but i do think by virtue of how much these games cost and are expected to sell that uh, 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 like the the sharpness of the claws and the teeth ultimately have to be dulled in order to um appeal to the the 200 million people who like these things so I do think you'll never get one that's like really fucking weird. But how many franchises do get? I mean, aside from like, I don't know, Majora's Mask. Like, what's the what's the biggest franchise that has an entry where you're like, this is really fucking weird? Spec Ops: The Line. Yeah, that's a weird franchise. That's one of those franchises when you say it's a franchise, everyone's like, huh? I guess yeah. Spec maybe, but that's because like, is the only way to do something that weird to do it in a franchise that ultimately no one gives a shit about? I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, Saints Row started getting really sort of uh, yeah. self-indulgent and uh, self-parodying. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see an Assassin's Creed game come out that just takes the piss out of the entire rest of Assassin's Creed. You know, sort of like the Star Trek lower decks of Assassin's Creed. Sure. You know what the funny thing is? Do you, if you remember from, I think it was Black Flag, that had the the outside the animus things were this first person stuff where yeah. you were like your first day on the job yeah, at Externo, and you were in which Ubisoft. was just ostensibly Ubisoft. Yeah, you were and it's funny because Ubisoft. It was like clearly like a toxic work environment, like your boss is pretty shitty. And then all yeah. these stories came out about how like, oh, it turns out Ubisoft is a toxic work environment. Like, that's not great. Um, which I think is just very funny how like maybe they were able to slip like people were able to slip that in there and be like oh this is actually how working here is like and and we'll see if we can sort of get this under their nose um right what you know i guess yeah exactly exactly so yeah i mean of of the three games i mentioned do any of them you know the one uh set in baghdad uh big old feudal japan game and whatever the hell this spooky game is do any of them do anything for you no what a stupid fucking question okay <laughs> <laughs> 
But then this, None I'd of them that, do anything for you? But then Clint this, Hawking I, making a spooky witch hunt? I didn't know who he was until you told me he worked on Watch Dogs <laughs> But you Three. know who he is. You know who he is. You know his pedigree. Vaguely. Watch Dogs Legion, I, like, besides some incredibly well-punched-up writing, Watch Dogs Legion had a couple of uh, quite severe design issues. Uh, it did. That felt like... If we don't talk about a big weird swing in an established franchise, if I think Watch Dogs, whatever the, the first two I would say are established, oh uh, the the play as anyone, play as any NPC thing was really interesting in theory. I think in actuality, it wasn't quite as interesting because you very well, rarely found like kind was, of people you liked. The problems were in the niceties of design. Yeah, they should have made, they should have given every uh, playable character. A vastly different skill set instead of giving every character more or less the same suite of abilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, that's ultimately you were just you were yeah. playing as action hero who had one or two different perks than yeah, the next. They could all hero. they could all hack and they could all use the spider drone. You should have had like one type of character who did who was really good at hacking and could maybe like you know hit things with a stick as well. And yeah. one character who could only do combat, one character who could only do like ghosty stealth. Yeah. Or if like you were a character who wasn't like a getaway driver, then you yeah. Would, and what they should you were sort of and also what they should have done was that they should have uh, before you went into each mission, they should have like did a sort of intel gathering thing where they'd show you what specific skills they felt would be necessary on this mission. Like this mission will call for a hacker and a driver. So then you'd mm. know which specialists to send in, so you wouldn't end up with a situation where you have someone vastly under uh, un, unqualified uh, for the gameplay you present them with. Yeah, that's what I'd have done. I, and I do like the I like the the scenes in movies where it's a bunch of people gathering around a table and then a montage yeah. of them going over the plan. Maybe you could have done like a, a GTA going over the plan. Could have done like a GTA Five thing where once one person's part of the heist was done you could jump out and like go into the driver and uh, yeah drive yeah away. so, yeah, so you'd have to like you'd be given slots and said put characters in these slots to go with the heist you don't have to fill every slot but you know if yeah. one of them dies you've got someone there yeah and you have your you know you have your autonomy to put whoever you want in those slots but know that if you're putting someone who isn't good at driving as the driver things might be harder for you still i always think it's uh, pointless to have these conversations about how we would have fixed a game because i can guarantee you the designers almost certainly had the yep. same ideas and brought them yep. up in meetings but yep. practicalities <laughs> didn't allow them to be in the final game yeah yeah that's it's 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 fun to have these conversations, but yes, everyone needs to keep in mind that if you had an idea for something, chances are one of the hundreds of people who worked on the thing. Yeah, yeah. Ideas. Their entire adult life. Ideas aren't the problem. Thinking nope. of the solution isn't the problem. It's mm -hmm. always comes down to execution and management. Yep. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Uh, anyway, was there anything else to announce Assassin's Creed related? No, there's going to be a Netflix series. They said there's going to be a Netflix game, which I don't, I don't know what the fuck is happening. They did say, in terms of Netflix games, that they're releasing a Valiant Hearts 2 only on Netflix. Oh, which, do you remember Valiant Hearts, the little World War One like UB art game? 
Kind of like oh, a, yes. Yes. Yeah. I was forgot it for a moment because the title was very generic. Uh, yeah, and there's already like vagrant. There's like uh, there's valiant hearts. There's I think vagrant hearts. There's too many games with. Uh, Speaking of generic titles, games. you know what I found out when I was like tweeting ahead for this uh, uh, podcast today? There's an anomalously large number of properties in gaming with the initials AC. Yeah, Animal Crossing, Arkham City, Animal Crossing, Arkham City, Armored Core, Asheron's Call, Assetto Corsa, Astral Chain, Ace Combat. It's oh, that's quite, awful. There's so many more than I thought. It's weird how many there are. Ah, oh, that's especially going to be complicated if uh, I mean it was already kind of complicated because you know Animal Crossing got really is, is yeah. relatively big in the space, and then if FromSoft absolutely bring actually brings Armored Core back, that's that's it. That's it. No more just, uh, no more acronyms. Guess you just got to make like someone learning English as a second language and just figure it all out from context. We can call we can call it Askri. If we call it Askri, no one will get confused. I, I call yeah, I call it Askreed usually. Yeah, Askreed. <laughs> the creed of your ass. Yeah. Um yeah, so in conclusion, I am excited for the spooky game and Yahtzee uh, uh can't be bothered with any of them. I'm uh well, if you take the uh second, third, and fourth letters of the word spooky and then mm -hmm. repeat it a couple of times, that's what I'm doing. I'm poo-pooing. I poo-poo Assassin's Creed and everything they announced. I, I, cover, I, I cover your that. exercise. I cover I kept, that franchise. In my mind, I kept going ooky ooky, and I was like, you're ooky ooky? I cover that franchise in poo-poo. Mm. That would right. be a good way to hide in one of the Assassin's Creed games is cover yourself in shit and like hide in a little trough. I'm sure there's one that's let you do that. Ezio Aldatore covers himself in shit. Yep. You could do that in Tomb Raider, couldn't you? Or you just More incidentally got covered in shit in the course of Tomb Raider. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mud, shit, it doesn't matter. It's wonderful. How do you know it's not mud or shit? You're in the wilderness. The animals go where they please. I feel like you were covered in shit in Hot Pie. What was the game called? Hell Pie. Hell Hot Pie. Pie is a character from, from Game of yeah, Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones. And yeah. also a euphemism for a turd. There you go. Right. Uh... Super, super, super duper chats? Super chats it is. Let's see what these motherfuckers have got to say for themselves. Oh, no! Uh, I'm going off the uh, YouTube menu list, so I'll probably okay. miss uh, mess, uh, member chats. So okay. keep an eye, interrupt me if I miss any of those. Oh, I will scream. The Climate Change Barbarian gives $6.99 Canadian dollars to say, Yats, your gimp sledding game is inspired. Like a climate-conscious Mad Max where gimps have replaced fossil fuels. Very sustainable. I'd play it. This is in reference to my idea for a game with the sort of a management game uh, inspired by the concept of dog sledding, but instead of dogs, you have gimps. Mm -hmm. you, were very, you, seemed, you seemed very high in that game. I think it could I work. was very much taken aback by it. It's surprising to think that it probably wouldn't work if it was dogs because people would object to the cruelty. But if you replace them with gimps, they'd probably just think it was funny. We need, uh, we need like, a gimp awareness month. What? As in, uh, look out, there's a gimp behind you. No, not like you're, you're going to get scared by, like, a, a renegade gimp, but, like, we need to bring the plight of the gimp to more people. Yeah. Hashtag, yeah. hashtag gimp, gimps. Let's, let's expose all the gimps. They'd probably be into that. Uh, John John gives nine ninety nine US dollars. Says, "How much do I need to donate for a re review of the Destroy All Humans remakes?" 
Well, I've kind of moved on from that. But I think we're planning to have that as a Patreon goal, aren't we? Next time there's a review drought, we get to, like, spin the wheel of viewer suggestions. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, uh, we'll, we'll take a handful of suggestions and then put it up to the vote of a certain tier of, uh, of Patreon. So that'll be, that'll be exciting for people. There you so go. There you go. Vote so in well. answer to your question, enough to have a Patreon account. John Connor gave us five Canadian dollars. Says, if they stuck to one-shot games where they make them unique in and of themselves, I'd play them again. Still waiting for a kick-ass ninja assassin game. Well, fine, but again, that's not having an identity. That's just having a bunch of games. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Have you played uh, Mark of the Ninja, John Connor? That's a pretty good ninja assassin game. It's an excellent ninja assassin game. Oh, what's, yeah. that a, what's that other one? What's that indie one? Aragami? Aragami, that's the one. That's not bad. Mm -hmm. uh, Corey Myers gives $9.99 US dollars. Says, as a long-time Assassin's Creed fan, well, he says AC fan, which as we've established could mean anything, but from context, I assume they mean yeah, Assassin's Animal Creed. Crossing fan. Yeah. As a long-time Animal Crossing fan, I hope they leave the RPG format and this new game is a return to form. Super excited for AC Hexa. What is your favourite Assassin's Creed game? Ooh. Uh, I'm also very excited for AC Hexa. Uh, my favorite is probably the Black Flag, uh, just because I think it's probably the best pirate game ever made. And I like, it's, it's well, as I said, game. I like Black Flag for itself and less as an Assassin's Creed game, because every time it makes you do Assassin's Creed stuff, like tailing people, mm -hmm. and it kind of becomes annoying and boring. I, I just want yeah. to like sail my pirate ship and build my pirate fleet. Yeah. So I'd say Assassin's Creed 2 was my favorite Assassin's Creed game. There you go. Did you, uh, you thought, like, the, the, did you think the trilogy sort of got too big for its britches as it went on? Like the Ezio trilogy with Brotherhood and Revelations? I like, could live with Brotherhood. I've replayed it in the past. It just mm -hmm. felt like, you know, like a DLC sequel, like a yeah. get out of hell situation. And uh, Assassin's Creed 3 was really where it started going wrong. Mm -hmm. But you know what I said right from the beginning? Like, conceptually, that was going wrong because, you know, if you're gonna set an Assassin's Creed during a major American war, fucking Civil War's right there. Fucking Civil War where one side was literally trying to enslave people. That's perfect yeah. for the theming. Yeah, you went generally... for the fucking War of Independence, which was, you know, mostly about bureaucracy and British people being shit. I mean, I think they were probably at that point, like, how are we gonna deal with slavery? We can't do that. We just have to deal with the Boston Tea Party and, and... Cowards. Cowards. Oh, so I did I mean, like the uh, the after the, after the, the universe DLC with the tyranny of of Lord Washington. I, I didn't play that, but yeah. after I'm going to say that after World War Two, the American Civil War is the best you know major conflict for flat, straightforward goodies versus baddies. Every yeah, other war, there's safe. a lot of nuance to it, but the American Civil mm. War, who those guys were cunts. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was the tagline of the Civil War. For those slavers were cunts. Yeah. And, depressingly, still relevant. Yeah. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. <sighs> what was I? Sorry, I just uh, zooming to the bottom of the chat to see if everyone agrees with me. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ash gives two British pounds. Says, how important is sound design in games for you? Very. It's... Yeah. Uh, 
a crucial part of immersion and atmosphere building, particularly in horror and horror adjacent stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think it's it oftentimes is one of the unsung heroes because if it's doing its job well, it's usually not remarked upon. And if I was about to up, say, yes, then, I've often said yeah. that if they're like the the roadies of the game design thing. Yeah, if yeah. If, if it's doing its job well, if you never notice it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I was just I, I was playing uh, Luigi's Mansion Three for the first time, and the sound design in that game is wonderful. Like, I, yeah. mean, I mean, Nintendo has a knack for getting the little details right, but just every every little thing like to the from the music to uh to to luigi's little moans to the way everything's creaking and, and crawling and to the ghost noises just good luigi's, stuff luigi's mansion games are generally very good at the at the fine details yeah yeah like you can pretty much everything in that game reacts if you like point your vacuum at it yeah it's it's crazy it reminds me a little bit of like going around a room and just trying to interact with everything has mm. the sort of mindless uh 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 endorphin rush of uh like power wash simulator even like katamari like anything it feels like doing your chores but in a really uh tactile and and pleasing way it makes me think of those old uh ron gilbert kiddie adventure games like putt putt where yeah. basically everything on the on the screen could be clicked on but most of them would just had like a fun animation play with the kids and it would have something kids yeah yeah it's kind of like one of those toys that you put in front of a kid that like everything has a little interaction to it like everything has a noise or a, or spins or rotates or squeaks yeah an activity center as yeah. i used to call them another thing yeah. with the initials ac it's never ending it's everywhere robert middleton yep. gives 20 british pounds says last assassin's creed game i played was origins which i bought for 10 pounds pre-owned and it was so dull Hated the RPG <laughs> stuff, didn't like any characters, Odyssey looked like Origins DLC, so I ditched the series. Absolutely fair enough. Mm -hmm. I think, as I recall, there was, I don't know if they said it, but I got the vibe that they were trying to walk the RPG stuff back a little bit for Valhalla. It was a little I bit don't more... I they did, did they? Like, I think they were saying, they also were saying Valhalla, like, you can complete it in 20 hours. I'm like, I don't think that's true. This game's I think too Valhalla big. was a bit more linear plot structured than its predecessors. It felt a bit okay. less like it was just, they just splattered the whole world in icons that uh, Odyssey yeah. did. Yeah, Odyssey very much felt like, a, well, here's Ancient Greece. Have fun. Yeah. Go, on, you, go wherever you want. Off you jolly well go. Yeah. Kate Purdy gives five dollars so speaking of ubisoft have you heard of Minier? it's a new vtt software coming from nog who worked on kina wildlands and other big to play titles no uh i have i have not no no i have not heard of that vtt Although, that's like virtual tabletop that's like the yeah that's the, yeah i don't know why saying they worked on kina or wildlands is relevant to the fact that they're making Virtual tabletop virtual software. Tabletop? Yeah. A storytelling engine. Um the website looks nice. Okay. Well well done. You've you created a good <laughs> website, Minier. Uh we also have a couple uh couple off the grid messages. Alrighty. Uh Wolfenstein, been a member for two months. Uh thank you so much. Uh just early access, just up in their membership. Thank you. Pattern Pike, uh, been a member for two months. Thank you so much. Uh, saying, could there have been a good Saints Row reboot? Well, I guess, maybe if it had focused on something else, 
Mm-hmm. The Saints Row reboot they got felt like it was just being one of the old Saints Row games, right down to like copy pasting a lot of the mini games and animations. If they'd it like felt- gone in a different direction, maybe. It yeah, it felt less like a reboot and more of if they would have made a Saints Row three that felt very much like a sequel to Saints Row two. Yeah, but not using what games have have learned in the last decade, just. Mm like a game made 10 years ago. Very strange. Hmm. Um, and what then, direction to go in? I don't know. Do like a, like a noir story. Yeah, I guess they haven't done one set anywhere in the past, right? No. Like their take on yeah. like a tongue in cheek film noir could be interesting. Yeah. Like Bugsy Malone. Yeah. Yeah. Have and not take itself super seriously. Like LA noir. Yeah. I can't just break into song every now and again. I think that would be wonderful. I like that a lot. All right, do it, Volition. You heard us. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Windfish26, been a member for 14 months, using their early access comment to say, AC multiplayer coming back. Nice. Did you play it? I did try out the Brotherhood multiplayer, which I enjoyed uh, in for the brief periods I played it. I generally don't play multiplayer, but I liked the sort of sneaky element where you pretended to be an NPC and your target mm-hmm. walked past and you gave them a sneaky stab and, stab and ran away. It was very satisfying to pull that off. Yeah, and it seems like that um, sort of spirit of multiplayer has become really popular over the past yes, couple of it was years ahead with of its like time. Top Hunt games and Among Us and any social deception kind of stuff. Yeah, it was social deception before that was a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine that's why they want to revisit the multiplayer is because someone up high is like, we want that money, and they point at uh, you know, Among Us. Okay, I can take um, over now because this is where my chat window with red beer uh, yeah red beer member for three months in bonus content says for me ubisoft has ruined open world games and now i associate every open world game with busy work that was the reason i recently bought elden ring uh, i think it's less that it's full of busy work and more that it's all very handheld busy work like here's the icon says here's the icons mm-hmm. go here complete the challenge move on to the next one it's like a big checklist yeah, it feels like it feels like chores in the same way um, I thought like the the Horizon did yeah. um, Horizon Forbidden West, and I think that's the difference. I'm confused by the second sentence here, where it says that's the reason I recently bought Elden Ring. Well, I made the um, point in Extra Punctuation a while back that the difference between Elden Ring and something like Ubisoft Open Worlds is that Elden Ring doesn't seem to be bothered that you'll miss anything. So no, there's just, a genuine sense of discovery. Yeah, away you go, discover stuff, yeah. go in any direction, and shit will happen. Yeah, like- and that's kind of like Breath of the Wild to a T. Yeah. And Ubisoft, you just open the map and plan your route to go through mini games A, B, and C. And it um, just feels like nothing can surprise you. Speaking of Breath of the Wild, Nintendo announced a Nintendo Direct tomorrow. Oh, morning. yeah. 40 yeah, minutes. Maybe we'll, get a, maybe we'll get a title, and maybe we'll get to rebuy Wind Waker and Twilight Princess on our Switch. I know you're excited about that. And I look forward to talking shit about that next week. Perfect. (laughs) The Dogmatic Director, member for five months in bonus content, says, I miss Assassin's Creed games when they were called Prince of Persia. Interesting that, yeah, because remember when Assassin's Creed 1 came out, it was meant as a sort of spiritual follow-up to the Prince of Persia Sands of Time trilogy. Yeah. You can see that in a lot of the parkour mechanics. Yeah, yeah. It's funny to even uh, dig the knife in when they announced uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage as a pre-order bonus, you get... uh, Prince of Persia clothing in the game. Ugh. I'm like, well, oh, you're just making the people sad. They should have just released 
every Prince of Persia game playable within Mirage. Might as well at this point. Yeah, well, they announced they were remaking the Prince of Persia Saints of Time, and then apparently it was, it was so screwed up that they've just sort of like indefinitely postponed it. And I don't know yeah, if that they, was like yeah. in... They just in sort of response what... to Rockstar completely fumbling the, the GTA trilogy remaster or whatever. They just don't know what to do with Prince of Persia. They've tried rebooting yeah. it with uh, Prince of Persia 2008. They tried bringing mm -hmm. Sands of Time back with Prince of Persia Forgotten Sands. Yeah. And then it just sort of drifted away. Yeah, they tried to make it all like... All like angry and screamo and that that didn't happen i just think also those those games never hit the sort of like cultural zeitgeist in the same way that ac has um no. i would imagine none of those games have sold anywhere close to even like syndicate or the worst selling assassin's creed games well sands of time was a pretty great game you know, sands of time well, it was sands of time was incredible and i i still go to bat for prince of persia 2008 um even though i think it's a very strange game uh mm. but yeah it just never seems like it was you know sort of mainstream in the same way that ac is hmm. uh dimitri gives a five canadian dollars says in your opinions when did the decline of creative stories in triple a begin in favor of safe vacuous inoffensive trite plots and live service tosh well it's I'm hard to pinpoint honest, i think triple a games have always had pretty bad stories i don't know i think there was a period in the late 90s early 2000s where we were getting stuff like System Shock 2, Deus Ex, Thief 2, Half-Life 2, where, at least in PC, like, mm -hmm. AAA games were doing pretty well from a narrative perspective. If I wanted to blame something, I might blame the sort of shooter era of the PS3 360. That's where it started yeah. leaning more towards the, you know, bland shooter model. Yeah, and I think just the growth of the games industry and these things becoming like kind of monolithic parts of pop culture again in the same way popcorn movies are like most AAA games are popcorn movies and, and yeah, uh, the necessity of appealing to the broadest possible audience. Yeah, I also think even some of the ones you mentioned. And granted, I don't have like the the deepest history with a lot of those you know, with like Thief and System Shock and stuff like that. But um, I think we were just we had less of a pool to compare games to at that time. And so those games had better stories than Nintendo games, which anything with a story has a better story than a Nintendo game. Um, now we have this incredible swath of indie games that tell genuinely good stories and use their mechanics in genuinely interesting ways. Uh, because like we mentioned earlier, when talking about Assassin's Creed, a small group of people are able to get their vision across in a much clearer way than uh, a, a team of a thousand are. And so um, I think AAA stories are the same quality they've always been, which I think not very good. I just think now the gulf between what is a good game story and what is a AAA game story is much wider because we have much better game stories in the indie space. Well, I'm not sure I agree with that. I love uh, the dialogue writing in Thief 2 and an awful lot of the indie games you describe default to small child in a scary world more often than not what's scarier than a small child in a scary world uh, a scary child in a small world that could be good that's like little nightmares that's a scary oh, yeah. child in a small world I'd say that, that's scary child scary world 
Scary Child Small World would be, <laughs> I don't know, Five Nights at Freddy's or something. Or what if like Tinykins was, you were just like a little cannibal. Scary Child in a Small World, just a little eating people. There you go. <clears throat> American Fear gives $5.69. Says, could it be that Ass Creed feels so generic because so many generic games have copied things from AC? Does it get punished for being a trendsetter? No, American Fear. It gets punished for being bland garbage. <laughs> it's like I said, it's just goodies versus baddies now. Mm -hmm. I mean, the lead villain in Assassin's Creed Syndicate was literally just Yosef Goebbels with a handlebar moustache. <laughs> there was very little I liked, subtlety. I like Syndicate, actually. There was very little subtlety in the writing there. There was, yeah. Um... People, people who say they want AC to go back to its roots, um, granted it was, again, the most modern of the Assassin's Creed games, but I, th I thought Syndicate was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with Yahtzee there. I do think uh, it is fair to say Assassin's Creed has um, spawned a lot of generic um, open-world games. Yeah, yeah, but I, I also think it's fair to say that Assassin's Creed itself has become generic. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh... Mm -hmm. Certainly spearheaded the genre of map splattered in icons. Yeah. Complete the checklist. See also Dead Island, Ghost of Tsushima. What else? Arkham Knight. Arkham, Arkham Knight. Asylum, Arkham Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All of them. Mm hmm. Meister Kleister Heist Air gives five euros. Says shout out to my clan mate Blake Kellerman in case he is watching. He recognized my nickname here before, lol. You know what, Play Kellerman? Shout thanks, out to you. Thanks for bringing the fucking writing on the toilet wall insider bullshit to this nice... Came to, shit, but only farted. to this lovely, inclusive podcast community. Right, to close the right there. Skelly also gives... Blake, if you wanna if you wanna say thank you to Mr. Cluster Heist there, you should donate an equal amount to five euros yourself. Yes, and I will talk shit about you. Skelly gives five pounds, says if you had to make a game based on the royal family, what would it be like? Well, extremely incestuous and uh, incapable of basic tasks. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that you're streaming this week. I thought you were gonna take the week off. You know, people I know in America have all been expecting me to have more of a reaction to the Queen dying. Oh, I was going to say joking. I did not think you would have a reaction whatsoever. I, I got a text from my wife and my wife's mother saying, uh, you know, sorry about whatever you're going through right now. I haven't lived in England since 2000 and 2003. Admittedly, Australia has the Queen as well, but you know, yeah. she's very far away. What's uh, have you? Uh, what's the most you felt impacted by a death of someone who wasn't like someone you personally knew? Like, has there ever been a celebrity death? Not that you know, like that that sort of took you back. Douglas Adams, probably. He Douglas was like, Adams. Yeah, he was my like uh, probably my favorite writer growing up, and probably one of the biggest influences on my own writing style. Yeah, and then he just yeah. dropped dead in the gym one day. Before he is that how it happened? Yeah, he wasn't even old. Like, uh, oh, I think he was in his 40s. Jesus. He, he just had a heart attack in the gym. Fuck. It's terrible. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Elemental Skepticism gives two pounds. Says Watchdogs Legion, a bad execution of Killer Seven. Whoa. Uh, was not well, expecting Killer Seven. Killer Seven is entirely its own beast. Yes. Killer 7 is arguably a bad execution I, of I Killer 7. I love really, Killer 7. I don't think you can really compare anything to Killer 7. No. Um, what about its sequel, Killer 8? Or Killer is Dead, even. Which wasn't much like Killer like 7 that. at all. I did not like Killer is Dead. I you was hoping it would like be like Killer 7, and I did not like Killer is Dead. I love uh, Killer 7. There is nothing in this world quite like Killer 7. No. Um... Yeah, I don't think it's Watch Dogs Legion has sort of the the um um you know, we will randomly generate a character for you to play, whereas the, the killers in Killer Seven are very distinct with their own abilities. Yes, they're all um, very unique characters with personalities. That, yeah. That are yeah. very um backstories that are all very carefully crafted and written. Mm -hmm. and very little of which came across in the actual game. I remember reading that the reason why that game feels like it does is that there was a bunch of stuff in there that explained the story and where all these characters came from but a lot of it got cut in the course of development and they just yeah. left the stuff that felt like you know cool to watch i remember reading a uh this was i guess before video essays like reading a giant like a game fact explainer on what the game was actually about yeah there was, was a like, there was a fuck, where did this all come from there was a published book called hand in killer seven that filled in like all the blanks behind the story that they hmm. had to cut from the actual game what for like budget constraints Time i don't constraints. know i have yeah. no idea what the hell was going on in yeah. super five one's head when he made that game great game though highly but i kind of wish i could have been there i wish mm -hmm. i could have been in the room while he was pitching it yeah yeah ll cool tj9 gives uh two dollars and says thoughts on the mobile open world assassin's creed jade game none no thoughts at all who gives a shit about mobile in this day and age uh I'm ostensibly in the same category as Yahtzee in terms of what I want from a mobile game is not uh, just a replication of a console game. If I want to play a big Assassin's Creed game, I'm going to play it on my TV. And, and we've learned time and time again that the audience for mobile gaming don't want intense, you know, full-on core games that you have to, to put all your attention to. They want games that they can play two, like 30 seconds of on the bus with one hand. Yeah. I'm... Um, um... I'm curious if they're going to take design inspirations from stuff like, um, like, you know, Genshin Impact or something, and it's going to be full of, like, tiny little quests that you can complete, or what the business model of this game is going to be, or sort of what the, if there's going to be a gotcha element. Um, but yeah, as of now, I'm, 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 I don't care about it at all. Uh, BS Marsh gives $2 and says, the newest Adventure is Nigh episode was hilarious. Hooray for ones. Mm. Yeah. KC was rolling a lot of ones in the latest episode. It was quite hilarious to watch. Yeah, and you um, should all watch it if you haven't seen it. Absolutely. Things are, things are really hotting up in Adventurous and I. Ooh, spicy. We're uh, off to confront the big villain pretty soon. I hope it's the devil. I hope you fight the literal devil. 
Well, you'll be disappointed. Uh, oh, dang. You should, uh, play, also, you should going... play Metal Hellsinger or something. Uh, yeah, I bet the... You know what? The music's too angry in that game. They should have that game, but with nicer music. Have that game with the Katamari okay. Damacy soundtrack. Disney princess songs, that sort of thing. That would be really good. Let it I would go. Like Let it yeah. go. Could, could you imagine? I think that'd be great. Well, something to mod in, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, Doron Grossman Naples gives $10. It says, Indie games are often praised for being concise and focused due to limitations as opposed to needlessly huge AAA titles. Do you think there are any games that have benefited from the AAA style? I remember saying, I think it was when I was reviewing Just Cause 2, that uh, that that sort of thing is what, you know, AAA development should be focusing on. Because it feels like it benefits from the incredible spectacle of blowing up whatever you want and flying away on a jet fighter and jumping mm -hmm. off and parachuting into someone's bath. <laughs> you need, and you need the, the AAA... Uh... Yeah, can't really get the same effect in 2D pixel art. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of, like, any big 3D game we love is ultimately um, propped up by the, the you know, the, the pillars of the AAA industry. Like, I, I've yet to find an indie Souls-like that I like as much as the From Software Souls-likes. Um, yeah. I've yet to find an indie first-person shooter that it feels as good or looks as good or is as exciting as some of my favorites, like Titanfall 2. Um, well, you're spoiled for choice when it comes to indie first-person shooters at the moment. I know, and none of them have really, none of them, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm not spending enough time in them, but none of them have really, like, none of those boomer shooters really clicked with me. Were you into shooters in the 90s and early 2000s? Not super. I mean, as someone who didn't grow up a PC gamer, like, I liked GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, and, right, and right. time splitters so like those almost well, feel yeah. like a different genre of shooter um yeah the boomer shooter wave is more a nostalgic pc shooter yeah wave yeah and, and like everyone has their own you know uh what which of those waves they they want to partake in like when a 3d platformer comes along i usually get excited because i played a shit ton of those games or like a retro rpg i get into that but yeah shooters just of that era i wasn't uh, crazy about that guy, you know, gives $2, says, I want more time rewind games like Sands of Time. Well, there's quite a few games of time rewinding, but I think in Sands of Time it worked particularly well. Because uh -huh. the parkour platforming element in that game was all about skillfully uh, pulling it off. And, yeah. Uh, if you, like, made a, made a fuck up and fell off to your death, you could just quickly rewind to just before you made the mistake and uh, not lose any pace. Yeah, and it, it, it negated a lot of frustration. And we see sort of similar mechanics in stuff like like Celeste or Meat Boy, like games that have challenges, yeah. platforming challenges, but when you die, you just instantly restart at the start of the room. Yeah, um, games like Hotline Miami or Ghost Runner yeah. probably benefit from a time rewind element. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I even noticed going back to uh, like replaying um, older Super Nintendo games on like the Nintendo Switch Online, like things that have a rewind feature. Like, I was trying to make a specific jump in Super Metroid that's, like, n like known to be really tricky. And I fucked up the first few times, and instead of having to walk all the way around, I just rewinded it a little bit. And ultimately, a part that is really annoying wasn't annoying to me, which was great. But then you missed out on the intended effect. Uh, I have experienced to be the intended. I experienced that when I was a child, and I don't want to experience it anymore. Well, maybe you Make things easier. Maybe you're not a real fan. 
No, I just I just feed me from a trough. Lord Law gives 10 euros, says in a perfect world, Assassin's Creed 3 would have been a pure Desmond game and then it would either have ended or any sequels just pay lip service to the animus with a little animation at the start and don't have a meta plot. Well, that's one thing they could have done. I, I don't think it, like that would have... Up. I'm not sure that alone would have been perfect. It was. It would have been in the execution, I find. Yeah. And it seems like the like the meta plot seemingly has gotten way less important it now, seems or to I guess and, has like it, it come, yeah, yeah, it comes and goes. It was barely there at all in Unity, but mm -hmm. it was more there in Origins. Yeah, it almost seems like the specific teams care more or less about it. And so when one team comes around who it's their turn to make a game again, they're like, I really care about this, so we're putting it in there. Um, I remember in Unity, it was basically just, you know, like a continuity announcer. And I barely remember Syndicate doing much in like the present day at all. Same, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the, the recent games have had the stuff of the like the, archae the archaeologist lady. Yeah, yeah, then, um, then Origins introduced the archaeologist lady and then yeah, all the uh, games of been pick doing her thing mm -hmm. uh hick warrior welcome to tip jar welcome hick warrior and i think is that it no that's not it hang on a few more i think just oh another one popped in i think just three more yeah yeah um, okay yeah. fill my ass up gives 50 norwegian krona and says alternating current only got less and less appealing once they started blowing up. Could it be the quality worsened because they have to appeal to a broad audience? Well, we made that point. I think that's a slightly snobby way of putting it. Also, AC2, that trilogy was huge. So, yeah. like, if you... Uh, Assassin's Creed got, became, like, one of the best-selling games of the year with Assassin's Creed 2. So, um, if you liked any game after that, I wouldn't quite attribute it to it. Um, it's not so much blowing up in popularity that made it bad. It's trying to follow up games that blew up in popularity that made it bad. Uh, speaking of blowing up in popularity, uh, Splatoon 3 in Japan uh, had the biggest three-day launch in any game in Japanese history. Huh. Bigger than any Dragon Quest, bigger than any Final Fantasy, bigger by like a notable march, like margin, bigger than any... Uh, Pokemon, and I just found that really interesting because I, I installed that on the Switch yesterday. I should probably start playing it uh, this afternoon. I I'm really enjoying the campaign. I've never been never been crazy about um, the multiplayer stuff, but someone told me that the campaign's pretty interesting, and uh, I, I put that. like two hours into it, and I, I think it's pretty neat. That's another game that like every single aspect of it, you're like, oh man, Nintendo put a lot of time into the little details. Yeah, I keep hearing these things like such and such game had like the biggest sales in Japan ever. And I wonder yeah. how relevant that is to our lives, because you know the Japanese are they, the Japanese like Spinal Tap at the end of the film. That the Japanese <laughs> really, the Japanese really like Dragon Quest, and that yeah, in, in this, to a slightly anomalous degree. <laughs> that is true. Japanese, yeah, really that whole like thing of working ten hours a day and dying in your fifties. They uh, oh the big who doesn't? Uh, they also isn't there that whole like thing, I don't know if it's real or not that Dragon Quest always releases on a holiday so that uh, or a day off so because they know too many people would take off from work. I think it's it's not even that they always release it on a holiday. It's that they had to introduce an unofficial holiday every time a Dragon Warrior game comes out <laughs> because people stopped showing up to work on those days. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that one guy five five two five gives four ninety nine. And has you so no much, comment. 
Ooh, spooky. Money speaks louder than words. Oh, another another one's coming up. Oh, so with another dono. Incredible. And uh, Whimsical Horse gives 10 euros to say, I'm disappointed that the only aspects of Assassin's Creed that were good, the parkour and the social stealth, Hitman notwithstanding, haven't been addressed at all in the AAA sphere, but the icon-covered map was. There's some parkour to be had. I mean, if you you like superhero sandboxes, there's a lot of fun traversal mechanics in those, like your Spider-Man or your Saints Row 4. Yeah. Um... Yeah, parkour. I would say it's parkour has been... Parkour's in Dying Light as well, is yeah, one parkour yeah. specifically. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is our weekly uh, uh, our weekly obligatory mention of Sunset Overdrive, which has great parkour. Um, Your obligatory mention of Sunset Overdrive, maybe. It's our show. Any mention is, is ours. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, the social stealth, um, I think, would be cool. I guess Hitman, right? Does yeah, Hitman as, as, uh, as Whimsical Horse specifically mentioned. yeah. But yeah, try to think of any other game that's got that. Yeah, sort of thing. I mean, first-person parkour. Yeah, you have the Titanfall games, the one, uh, the one Call of Duty did uh, the parkour stuff with like wall running, the space one. Um, yeah, hardly worth mentioning. It was they just threw it in into the box of toys. I whereas in Titan, forgot what the name of it was. So yeah, yeah. whereas in Titanfall two, they actually focused on it as a major mechanic, which was, yeah was yeah. so good. Yeah, I mean, in sort of third-person open world exploration games like if the movement isn't fluid and doesn't have parkoury stuff it kind of stands out hmm. well anyway that one guy mm-hmm. 5525 comes back with his actual comment and 499 to say has there ever been a standout example of any entertainment product succeeding when trying to reach a quote broader audience i feel like that's a flag you know, I, mean, I always feel like when you hear about like these, uh, like these massive blow-up hits, they—it's always stuff that never set out to be a massive blow-up hit, uh-huh. like Star Wars. Nobody expected that to be the massive hit that it was. Yeah, yeah, or even in and whenever game from something like Stardew Valley, and whenever there's a case of something coming out with the intention of being as of being a massive hit because of broad appeal. Like, for some reason, the universal dark universe springs to mind. Then it never really works out. It never really works out if you, like, intend to be a massive hit. Yeah. I mean, even the, like, the Fortnite that we know, that that was almost like a... That was like a... Is that, I guess, an, a, was that a pivot? Because Fortnite's a weird thing, because when I previewed it way back when, it was not that game. It was like a tower defense game. Ultimately, yeah, yeah, I like remember. Build up your base at night. Um, I'm trying to think of like a clear example. I mean, could you make the case for Elden Ring? Like that it's open world is a more broad appeal version of well, the From I Software formula? still haven't gone back and finished it. Yeah. I, like- I mean, in terms of sales, it. I mean, it's probably going to win game of the year from most outlets, and it is far and away the best-selling From game, so... It's pretty, pretty much the only bloody game that's come out this year. Uh, this is true. What about Pokemon Legends Arceus, which I cannot believe was in this year? Fart. <laughs> that was a farting noise. I know. I, I Oh, I heard it. In my mind, I translated it to like a cool toot. Uh, oh, one more came in. Summer Left mm-hmm. gives five A dollars. Again, not sure what that is. Clint Hosking was the ludonarrative dissonance fellow. And thanks yes. for mentioning Quake Rally a couple of weeks back. Uh, you're welcome, I guess. Uh, yeah, Clint Hawking was the person who coined the term ludonarrative dissonance. So Which is have... a bit fruity. 
it's a bit of a pre- bit pretentious. I mean, just say games game not being like the story. That doesn't roll off the tongue as well as yeah. ludicrous narrative dissonance. Ludo narrative dis- Ludo. It's Latin for play, as in game and narrative dissonance. Did you know, Jamate named his dog Ludo, but I also know. partly because that's the name of a character in Labyrinth. So, which makes sense because uh, people yeah. call their dogs Fido, don't they? Exactly, and that's, and that's Latin as well. It means I have faith. I didn't know that. Look at that. All you, you heathens in chat, you didn't think you were going to learn something today, did you? I learned that from an episode of Columbo. <laughs> Everything important in life I learned from Columbo. That rascally detective. Um, and we have one more. Yes, Let's another look. one comes in. That guy you know gives $5, says maybe Assassin's Creed should just start making games in whatever genre they want. Cooking game, turn-based strategy RPG like Disgaea, FPS, dating sim, etc., etc. Well, might as well I mean, at this point. I mean, maybe that's what this Hexa thing is like. Maybe they're seeing, like, shit, we're running out of interesting time periods, so maybe we need to change genres. Like, maybe... I mean, Star Wars does that. Yeah. Maybe it's less a series of games than just, you know, an IP. Yeah. An IP Which, that argue, could Yeah, that's be what Star Wars and Marvel is now. Yeah, right? splattered onto everything from FPSs to lunchboxes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, Mario's become that, right? You have the core Mario games, but then you can stick Mario and pretty much you can stick them in a tactical shooter, like yeah, with a rabbits game somehow. or a racing game or a basketball game. Yeah. He's just a They face. announced Rayman is coming as a DLC character to the new Mario Rabbids game. Everyone misses Rayman and he's coming back. Look at my yeah. extremely excited face. You don't even lie. You've missed that little French deviant I... without any arms or legs. Didn't they, like, drop him from the billing when they realized Rabbids were massively more popular and they didn't need him? Uh, yeah, but then the I think they realized that... The original um, game was called Rayman Raving Rabbids, mm-hmm. and then they just quietly dropped the Rayman part and just focused on the Rabbids. I mean, that's that's what happened with Despicable Me and Gru. The minions yeah. became bigger than Gru. And also, uh, the minions are, are just American Rabbids, so there you go. There you go. Well, I think that'll be it for slightly something else. That was the last of the super chats. Uh, thank you for watching, as always. Let's let's hold out hope that Assassin's Creed might be good again. They have been good again in the past, and then they went bad again. Let's mm-hmm. hope the line graph goes up at some point. Yeah, I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hope. I'm very much excited for Hexa, the spooky game, when it releases in six years. So there you go. Well, I was Yadza Crozor, and that was Marty Sleever. Thank you all for watching. Don't uh, forget the stuff oh, coming yeah. up this week. What's what do you have today? coming up? Oh, okay, we're going to start today. I could do yeah. today. Uh, at its new time at 3.30 uh, Central, a half an hour later, because school is in session, and Jack Packard has to pick up his children like a dutiful father. Uh, <laughs> we'll be uh, jumping back into our Elden Ring Jar Warrior run. Um we're 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 nearing the end of the game. Probably one or two more runs left, which will be very exciting. Mm-hmm. And then uh, later tonight at six p.m. Central, Casey and Jesse will be back with Hidden Gems playing a game called Death Trap Dungeon, which I, I found out it. about today. Oh, it yes, was made by is... IDOS, and it looks like Spooky Tomb Raider. It's an old, uh, early days of three D dungeon crawly action game based on a fighting fantasy book, which was a 
choose your a brand of choose your own adventure book from back in the day. Yes, you know uh, way more about that than I did. So I, re I remember when it came out. I'm that old. I remember, oh. reading, I remember reading magazines about it. You're like Methuselah. Incredibly old. Uh, um, yes. And then, uh, yeah, tomorrow at noon we'll have uh, the recap, our brand new live entertainment focus show. We'll be talking about the big D23 announcements from Star Wars and Disney, as well as uh, our thoughts on the latest uh, Rings of Power and... Uh, House of the Dragon. Uh, yeah, and then Nick will keep playing Neo. Later this week, uh, Nick will be starting uh, Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. Ooh, which uh, that's I'm going to tell, that's another, tell you this. That's another Nick early did days not of 3D. Enjoy, Nick did not enjoy Dark Forces 1. Oh, no. Nick, not a fan. How will he feel about Doom when we make him play that? I think, I mean, Dark Forces 1, to his credit, is a, those levels are a clusterfuck. Those levels are very confusing, even compared to Doom. Um, I think he'll like uh, Jedi Knight more. I feel like well, as that series that goes was, on, it becomes more like that modern. was early. That was early three D rather than yeah two and a half D like what Dark Forces one was. Yeah, and then uh, yeah Thursday uh, evening, uh, Casey and I will be finishing a uh, Metal Gear Solid three. Probably an extra long stream, but yeah, we'll be finishing that, which is very exciting. Uh, what else do you have coming up this week? Well, obviously, there's zero punctuation on uh, Wednesday, which will be on the subject of Soul Hackers 2. And Weeps. predictably Weeps. enough, you'll be joining me for the post-CP stream of that game, so we can Weeps. talk about how Persona 5 is better. Man, Persona 5 is so good. It's, it's very good, isn't it? Very good. What a good and game. And then on Thursday, I will have uh, an extra punctuation dropping for YouTube members. Not for anyone else, though, the scrubs. Uh -huh. Everyone else will have to wait a week. And funnily enough, I'll be uh, touching on the subject of the Assassin's Creed announcements in that video. Nice. As I discuss the broader topic of where the live service game exists in the uh, spectrum of games as art. Uh-oh. <laughs> so we're going we're going a bit, you know, going to wax a bit philosophical on that one. I think you're going to ultimately say live service games are art. That's where I think you're going to land. That's what you think, is it? That's where I'm putting all my money. Well, you'd better tune in and see if you were right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and of course, I know you, episode of Adventure is Nigh... Uh, on Saturday, is this where we start the side quest? Or is uh, no, 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 no. There is no Adventures Nigh uh, anything for a little while. Side quest will be beginning in October. Oh, I forgot. Then, yeah, we're, do, we're doing a bit of a hiatus. A little hiatus, and then as soon, there's three episodes of side quest, and as soon as side quest is done, then the final the final run of uh, of Adventures Nigh season two episodes will begin. So. Oh. Jack needs a bit more time to make all the funny animations. Turns out, yeah, yes, he he's, he's been he's been busy jack jacking it, jacking it, jacking it, wagging his back. Jacking no, it. what is that song? I didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> it's it's from a South Park episode. Okay, uh, I think that'll be so. Yeah, no adventures now on Saturday. Mm. Sorry for all out for a while. Start so, rewatching from the beginning so that you get all of the little hints and Easter eggs. Yeah, and by the time you catch up, you'll be ready for the new ones. So I guess that'll be it from us. Absolutely. See you next time, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye. Be good. Bye.